I noticed, like, when you walked in, yeah. you were walking in from the parking lot. Sure was. And, uh, well there, lit. Was, there was this glare. Not a glare. A, a twinkling, a shimmering. Mm-hmm. As you were walking up, and as you got closer, I realized it was coming from your beard. Yeah. And, You're uh, not the first person to talk about this. Today. I I quickly threw on my sunglasses. They're polarized, of course. It's the only sunglasses you should be wearing. <clears throat> so I could stare directly at it. Mm-hmm. And you it could... looks it looks amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I have to ask, and I I'd love for the viewers to know too. Um, what is it that that you've done in this last week? Because I mean, your beard always looks good, but right. It, this is something totally different. It's like trying to describe a new color to somebody. You really can't. Or describing a color to someone who's blind. Yeah. 43 years ago, I made the decision to grow my beard. But there wasn't a lot of guidance on how to grow a beard, mm -hmm. what you need to do. I was shaving every day. I was using new razors every day. But it took an article in an old sailing magazine to, to, that instructed me how to really grow a beard. You know, the first thing they tell you to do is not shave. Huh. Nobody ever told me that. Skip forward a few decades, I still have my beard, and there's nobody there to say, this is how you care for mm -hmm. a beard. Mm -hmm. So I did some research online. I read plenty of books with um, with pirates mm -hmm. as the main character because they have beards. I uh, went to a lot of woodworking classes at Home Depot, did a lot of fishing, and I drank a fifth of scotch and immediately drove to the local beauty supply store. Hmm. There they had a small kiosk of different beard supplies, brushes, balm, my beard oil. You know the beard oil that we uh, invented a couple seasons ago? Seasons ago? Yeah. Mine is called Adonis's Teardrops. That's yeah. still going pretty strong. But I sold it to a subsidiary because for tax purposes I don't want to deal with those liabilities. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm going through the section. The first thing people do is they ask me, would you like any help? It's like, well, no. I don't need your opinion. I don't need to know anything about your life. Mm -hmm. And I already feel smothered. So after I told her that, she kind of like walked away. Yeah. I also look pretty upset. Uh, so I found this beard balm. It's called Ruzel. It's from Holland, of course. Yeah, there you go. It's where they perfected balming of beards. And uh, Can I smell it? Absolutely. That's why I opened it up. That's nice. Yeah. It kind of smells like, like your dad's old leather Ex briefcase. Yeah, it's a little musky. Yeah. That was left in the rain and then, like, forgotten in your garage or basement or attic for, like, 12 or 12 years to, you know, With six months of, or something like that. A little that. bit of cologne spilled on it, too. Right. Yeah. A little bit of beer somewhere in there. You can kind of smell it yeah. fermenting. So I <clears throat> smother that in my beard and I use my Philips beard brush. It's pure bristle, Dutch. I mean, look at that. Hog bristle? Absolutely. Ooh, nice uh, weight to it as well. It feels very balanced. It is balanced. Yeah, this 
Definitely hand carved. Yeah. Nice stain on the handle. If you were going to go into battle with that, forget yeah. about it. It's not going to break. It's not even going to chip. <clears throat> it's it's the ideal beard brush. I can't see going into battle without it. But you know, you you could you even guess how much it cost? Just try and guess. A month's salary? No. Not even. What? $7,200. That's it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's everything I need in a brush. Yeah. That's that's impressive. You yeah. know, I think there's there's a big problem today with uh there's so many youth out there kind of wandering, kind of aimless. Um and they really don't have any good beard mentors. No, they don't. There's just they just don't exist. And there's a lot of people who are trying to grow beards. Yeah. And there's I mean, you see beards here and you see beards there, but um yeah, there's no real strong beard mentors around anymore. Well, that's why I started PTRD Incorporated. Tell Put, us about that. Okay. Well, it's kind of like Girls Incorporated, yeah. but it's for boys and young men that want to learn how to grow a beard. So PTRD, uh, it what it does, it's kind of like a big brother type mm-hmm. group that will place other men in homes, children, the young boys and young men, that don't have father figures. Mm-hmm. PTRD is it's just groundbreaking, and we're getting grants all the time from government agencies, from non-government agencies, federal, state. We're really bringing kids out of um, areas that, that have a lack of men. We're injecting mm-hmm. men and masculinity into these children's lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of things kids don't know about. Thread count. Mm. Who knows about thread count for a beard brush? Okay, well, the kids need to learn. Uh, beard balm, beard oil. Yeah. Razors, what kind of razor? Straight razor? If a kid comes up to me and says, I want to learn how to do a straight razor, I punch him straight in the face. I mean, I need blood coming out of the person's nose, eyes, and ears. You don't need straight razors, you hipster. Really. It always offends me. So uh, PTRD is a, is um. It's a great place. It's a great company. It's fantastic. Uh, can can I guess what it means? Yeah. What's it mean? Put the razor down. Put that razor down. That razor incorporated. Down. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic. Yeah. Uh, fantastic name. It's a it's a good company. <clears throat> it's. It's in partnership with, the the NASASA, the National. North American Sword and Scabbard yeah, Association. Association yeah. yeah, we're we're partnering up. So when the kids do feel like they need to pick up a gun, mm-hmm. we always say no. Take the sword, take the scabbard. That's how you deal with a dispute, mm-hmm. not with a gun, not the coward's way out. You know, I I was lucky growing up. Yeah, my dad, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a killer mustache. I remember it. I mean, it was it was something to behold. Yeah, it was. He his mustache game was. You'd almost expect Tom Selleck to have taken uh, taken a card out of your yeah. dad's um, so, book. So, I mean, it, I at least had that. Yeah. I did. Um, you're on the right track. Yeah, but the PTRD, that's that's great, and that's a really good thing that you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank We're you. We're incorporated. It's a nonprofit, so <clears throat> if you do want to donate money, send it directly to me, and I'll make sure that it's funneled into one of our uh, front... Um, one of our companies will go straight to us. Yeah. Speaking of beards, 
Yeah. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna say God. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Do you remember? Of course you remember. <laughs> that trip we took to India. Yeah. And when we won the Polo Championship. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ralph Lauren was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, tried to sponsor us. Yeah. But. You know, we weren't really available at that time. I don't want to be part of his company. He doesn't wear socks. That's his thing. He doesn't wear socks. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I don't but, understand it, but sure. You know, once in a while, you know, you get you, the occasion calls for it. Yeah, look look what I'm wearing. Double. Double socks. You're not going to go into a mine with flip-flops on. <laughs> no. You're not even going to call them flip-flops because no. that's just stupid. Men don't flip nor flop. No. Um, but yeah, we, we rocked it. We were really into polo at the time. I mean, sure. We're not really into it that much anymore. No. I mean, we, we conquered that mountain, but we need to talk about the mountain. But, uh, so we were fresh off our polo championship in India. We were touring uh, the world. India was one of the stops. Yeah. And we were taking a little break, Mm -hmm. a little vacation in Africa. What country? The country we ended up in was Namibia Namibia, by route of Zambia. Zambia. What what was their national uh, uh, slogan? Liberty? Unity, liberty, and justice. Justice. Yeah, that's why we went there. We liked their motto. Yeah, we really did. Um, it It was impressive, especially at that time. Yeah. You know, um, not a lot of people were promoting unity. Or liberty. Or a lot of street justice. A lot of street justice in Namibia. Which I was impressed by. I loved it. That guy that they accused of uh, stealing uh, that uh, Volkswagen. Yeah. I mean, you found pieces of him, like, days later, all yeah. around the town. <clears throat> Yeah, so... It wasn't even him. No. No, someone else, so... No cars were stolen after that. Nope. I mean, it's the greater good. Of course, that was the only car at the time. So, we're in Namibia, and, you know, like I said, fresh off of our polo championship. And, uh... Yeah. Gosh, this was a long, long time ago. But we're we're itching. We got the itch. We're ready to play another game of polo. But they they didn't have polo they have, there. They have, well, they had a short of shortage of horses. Yeah, we need a horse where to, we to were play staying, polo. Yeah, I mean right. we were you know roughing it. Pretty um, much the whole country, but or continent, but yeah. So we. Uh, oh yeah, your idea. We look around. Yeah, great idea. I look at you and I say, dude, here's what we got to do. I and see rhinos. I said, I'm right. You already convinced me. Yeah, I see rhinos everywhere. Yeah, and. Uh, it was I think, a stampede. I think we solved our problem. Yeah. So, um, quickly, quickly, we grab a number of people, you know, in the town that we were staying. Mm-hmm. Convince them, of course, like, we need to get this game going. We used some leather. We, we fashioned our own saddles and harnesses. Mm-hmm. Took us no more than, like, half a day. Yeah. We got pe- some people to help. Yeah. We came up with a template and, yeah. Sure. Uh... Made uniforms, too. Yeah, Actually, we did. Ralph Lauren was there again. Yeah, he was following us. It was kind of yeah. creepy. Huh. 
But, uh... <clears throat> no means no. Yeah, we, we immediately came up with this new uh, type of Nib Namibian polo, which they still play to this day. Yes, they do. Uh, I just went there, uh, you know, to the website. Yeah, it's on ESPN2. It's not on regular ESPN, but it's on ESPN2. Yeah. Like around 2 and 3 a.m. in between poker and, and uh, commercials. We had trouble fashioning um, the polo bats, Yeah, which is what we like to call them. What um, else would you call them? They're bat. I mean, the bats with the sticks, the yeah. croquet things. And we we had these big, big sticks, heavy sticks, and so really, what it ended up being was a rhino kind of demolition. Bum yeah, kind of like bumper cars. Kind of bumper cars. Yeah. So really, it was just you and me riding rhinos all over the place in Namibia. Yeah. A lot of people got trampled. Yeah. I mean, four. That's not a lot, I guess. Well, one of those guys was actually the guy that stole that Volkswagen. Yeah, it was. So, justice. Well, we kind of rallied around the whole town to convince everyone that he did steal it. Yeah. We had some evidence. It was his Volkswagen, but... It's neither here nor there. That was a great extreme polo. Yeah. And that's how Ralph Lauren got his idea to make the, the shirts, actually, yeah. that, that trip. Speaking of trips, you just went on a trip. I just went on a surf trip. Let's talk yeah. about it. Uh, I'm my... Go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm, if anyone knows me, I'm huge into surfing. Yeah. We um, both are. Yeah. Um, we never went on the tour, of course. Yeah, that just really wasn't no. our thing. For surfing, anyway. Um, polo, yes. Yeah, surfing, nah, not really. But, um, no, my, my local spot... Is, uh, it's a secret spot. I don't like to divulge. No, don't. Exactly where I go. But it is um, in the Santa Cruz area. That's general enough. No one's going to find that. Yeah. It's in it's in the Monterey Bay area. A lot of coastline yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now it's a great day. Sea was glassy. Great is that good? swell. Yeah. Yeah, not a lot of... You, you don't want it to be too choppy. That's kind of... But no, it was it was fantastic. I I used to go surfing a ton, but I stopped. So can I ask questions? Absolutely. Because I've I've um, forgotten a lot of it. When you go surfing, do you ever get afraid of seals stealing your board? Um, that only happened to me once. Okay. Yeah. Um. And you know it wasn't it wasn't super scary. I wasn't afraid. No. But um, I made sure it never happened again. Sure. Do you use a taser on the seals? Is no. That something you would um, use? You grab their whiskers. Okay. And you just yank real hard on them. Sure. And yeah, that's that's really all you need to do. I think I read somewhere that that resets their core, and then they fall into a deep sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so that's yeah, that's that's how I handle it. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, a lot of people always ask me. Do you pee in your wetsuit? I've never thought that. Do you? You should. Of course you do. You should pee on Anyone your... Anyone who tells you they don't, they're lying. You should pee on your wetsuit. And then get in your wetsuit and then pee in it. And when you get out. Why not? Yeah. Water is water. It is. I never even thought to ask that. I mean, it would be different if you're going, you know, number two in your wetsuit. That's probably a no-no. 
yeah. Seals do. I bet they do. Yeah, but they're filthy. Oh, I thought you meant Seal, the the singer-songwriter. No. No, he doesn't surf. Seal don't surf. Good times. You'll have to take me again, out again sometime. Surfing's great. It is. It's fantastic. I, I love the ocean. Um, <clears throat> did I see you perusing uh, tattoo places on, uh, on, on uh, that, that one website? Yeah. A lot of websites. I'm really thinking about getting a tattoo. Yeah. Which brings up, my wife listens to the show religiously. And when I say religiously, I think twice she's listened to it. I mean, we only have 30 episodes. It's not like yeah. I need encouragement. It's twice as many as my wife. Really? So, she uh, listened to the last one where I talked about how she uh, has forbade me from getting a tattoo. Uh, she wanted me to correct that. Turns out, she has no problem with me getting a tattoo. She just won't uh, do some things with me if I get a tattoo. If you catch my drift. Keeping it PG-13. We have four children. <clears throat> you know what I... You know. Marital time. Ugh, marital. Hmm. So what are you going to I'm talking get? about sex. Oh. She, yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was, I was asking, so what are you going to get? The tattoo I want to... It's, it's a mixture of between two different tattoos. Hmm. Not a mixture, but it's... <clears throat> There's a tattoo, you know the end of Die Hard? Of course yeah. you do. You're an American. You know, the end of Die Hard where uh, John McClane yeah. has a tank top on, or maybe he's topless, and he's like all bloody everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He taped a gun to the back of his back. Brilliant, by the way. Yeah. I still have that, you know, in my back of my mind. It's a great, it's a great scene. Yeah. But it's also a guy's tattoo. A guy tattooed that really? gun and the tape. The tape actually says Season's Greetings. Tattooed on his back. That's the first tattoo I'd want to get huh. on my back. It's it's only going to be on my back. The other tattoo I would get in lieu of that is the throne room lightsaber duel between Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi mm. with the Emperor looking on oh my gosh. from the throne with the Death Star window in the background. So I could get that I get all those, uh, she'd be yawning, but, uh, my wife will not do some things, so. She's not forbidden me, she's just kind of like, has asked me to choose, so I'm going to choose not getting a tattoo now. Maybe in my 80s or 90s, I'll get one. Yeah. Because, I mean, why not? Your skin's loose. Perfect. You can almost animate it, like, by moving your skin up and down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to see that. I'm, it'll happen. We'll, we'll get it done. Hey, speaking of meteorite knives, yeah, was it you that was mentioning something in the news about a meteorite knife? Yeah, I was telling you how, um, gosh, it was a while ago. They uh, they were studying one of uh, the knives found in King Tut's tomb. Yeah, and uh, determined that it was actually forged from a meteorite. Re oh, okay, so that's the story. It was meteoric iron. Um. They found out by like the levels of uh, nickel and cobalt mm -hmm. that uh, were typical of meteorites, um, and specifically meteorites in that area too. Wow! 
Yeah, pretty cool stuff. King Tutankhamun. You know, I've actually seen his face. I we went know that to, you took a trip there. We went, to, we went to Egypt, and we went to the Valley of the Kings, and for like a hundred extra whatever amount of units of finance they... Is it ruples or whatever it is? Uh, we could go down into the tomb and see <clears throat> him in his like sarco- like a glass sarcophagus face. So I'm thinking probably never come back to Egypt ever. Trip costs thousands of dollars. I think I'll pay an extra hundred dollars to see this kid's face because he was a kid when he he's like mm-hmm, fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I saw him in his face and then uh, then we left. Interesting thing about King Tut's tomb, they believe that there's a hidden tomb next to where he was found. Yep. Which is Queen Nefertiti's tomb, I believe. That's um, they've done X-ray technology on the tombs. And here's the uh, the exclusive. Yeah. Dylan and Dutch. Yeah. We can announce it. We can already confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can. They'll find out that they weren't the first ones there. So maybe the. Uh, Department of Antiquities in Cairo can contact us. You know how to get a hold of us. You have our direct line. Let me tell you, that room was filthy with meteorite knives. Yeah. <laughs> yes, was. it was. Welcome to Dylan and Dutch Metal Welcome Detecting. Welcome to Dylan and Dutch Metal Detecting. You know, You're experts in metal detecting. And if it weren't for our metal detectors, we probably never would have found that secret chamber. No, we would not have. Yeah. Picks up meteorite... Uh, metal like I think it shows up as a uh, 46 and a half you're right yeah no we wrote we, p- we wrote that article on meteorite detection and and it's purview of the spectrum of mm-hmm. metallic origin well we spent so much time on you know meteors why are we going to talk about that what season <sighs> four or five <clears throat> Should we just keep alluding let's, to it uh, mysteriously and no, never really break into it? We should we should really get on to it. Yeah, let's do it for season four. Season four. Okay. Two parter? It's just a two part episode. Yeah. I kinda like alluding to things but never really talking about them. Well. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. A lot. Huh. What should we I mean? Alluding to things that Allu- Spe- Speaking of meteorite knives... Right. Do you remember... Of course you do. Yeah. Placing that online ad. <laughs> Ads, you mean? This is going for months. For the Strizzo Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Tell they, us. Oh. Now I feel bad. But no, I don't. Kind of that passed over me. You know, in the 90s... You and I were a little annoyed because the Strizzle brothers kept bothering us and asking us about our work, and they wanted to go out with us on some treasure hunts, a lot of ghost towns they followed us into, and uh, they got lost because they, they, um, we, we lost them in a lot of them. And They caused that one cave-in. Yeah, they did. We called the authorities a few weeks later. We saved the Boy Scout troop. Sure. But we left them in there. We figured they're trained. I mean, they follow us around. They... That's a good enough crash course in survivability. But I remember, like, in the 90s, Craigslist was, like, all the rage. Mm. And I would post a lot mm-hmm. of personal ads 
with their name and direct phone numbers. Sometimes I put their name and their wife's phone numbers so they get all these really crazy phone calls at all hours of the day and night. Mm -hmm. This went on for months until they canceled their phone lines. And I think Justin Strizzo was checked in to a facility because he had severe agoraphobia. He would not go outside <laughs> for at least months, like six or seven months. It put a real strain on their marriage. Huh, so that's what I... Because th I thought he was abducted. No, he, he just never wasn't coming outside. outside. Yeah, his wife filed divorce papers. But uh, they they worked it out. They're still together, but I don't think... Separate rooms, separate beds, separate bank accounts. I think they're just staying together for the kids. Well, that's nice. I mean, I wouldn't say what I did caused that. Because it probably did, didn't cause any of that. Hey, he's accountable for his own actions. He should not be posting online ads no. in, on Craigslist for personal, you know, whatever. That's a violation of his his um, covenant of marriage. Yeah. So, that's on him. My hands are washed. Pontius Pilate, clean. Yeah. Hmm. Last month we got an email saying you know we don't know a lot about you guys can you guys we want to know some things about you uh maybe a top 10 list or you know something you guys can tell us so we know more about your personality because frankly people are getting a little bored hearing about metal detecting every episode they want to know a little bit more about us yeah and our background things we've done mm -hmm. adventures practical jokes yeah no, that, that makes sense. That's that's a good point. We should really talk more about that kind of thing. So I thought, okay, we're not going to do a top ten list because that's uh, patented, copyrighted mm. by, I think, the... The Late Show? The Late Show. David Letterman. David Letterman. How about a top five? And you and I put our heads together and said, okay, top five 80s kids movies. Great. Right? Absolutely. Great. I can think of at least... Two on my list. Okay, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna write down two as well. Okay, let's just go down our list. Okay. Predator, is that on your that list? That was my top. That's number one for Immediately. me. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Great kids movie. My dad took me to see it in '87. Uh, yeah. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, number two. Number two. Is that your number two as well? I I saw it when it came out. Oh my god. Game changer. Yeah. Number three is RoboCop. RoboCop. Mm -hmm. Good one, good one. Yeah. You know it, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I would, I would definitely put that in my top five somewhere. Amazing kids movie, great start to a movie. Yeah, I, I was thinking of Running Man too. That's somewhere. my number four. Ah, that's my number four. That's, that's a classic, you know. Yeah. Uh, Running Man changed the way I see the world. Hmm. Completely changed everything for me. You know, it really just exposed a lot about the government at that time and where it was headed. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Number five, I don't think we're going to argue with this one, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah, that's the best. I think those are the top five 80s kids' movies. Yeah. We're rounding third. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners or for any of the kids that are going to be associated with PTRD or Nessassa? Yeah. <clears throat> the correct amount underwear, pairs of underwear you need for one week is ten. That's good. And my words of wisdom would be if 
you're going to buy a beard brush, make sure the thread count is 100 times your age. Dylan Dutch out. <laughs>